Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. Many years ago, legendary theologian Ray Charles explained why he didn't need a doctor. He gave me a medicated lotion, but it didn't soothe, didn't soothe my emotion. <laughs> Friends, do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Sometimes you have to get down. It's compulsory. It's autonomic. It's like a neon green zombie virus that seizes control of your central nervous system. The next thing you know, you are shaken like a willow tree. You are lost to the decorum of public dignity. All the marvels of your immune system are swept aside. You have no power to stop it. Sometimes you have to get down. In 1976, the Silvers called their doctor on the telephone. They said, doctor, doctor, please, I got this feeling rocking in a reel and tell me what can it be? Is it some new disease? They call it boogie fever. You got to boogie down, boogie fever, I think it's going around. <laughs> All the way back in 1948, John Lee Hooker spoke of his own experience with this phenomenon. One night I was lying down. I heard mama and papa talking. I heard papa tell mama, let that boy boogie woogie because it's in him and it's got to come out. This is the unstoppable infectious power of Boogie Woogie. Sometimes you are compelled to get down. <laughs> way, way back in the 17th century, people accused us Quakers of using pharmaceuticals to alter the minds of other people we were accused of possessing something called Quaker powder. 
that robbed people of their volition. Supposedly, this convulsive concoction caused people to shake and tremble. It caused them to feel the ecstasy of God's presence. It caused them to have visions under the malign influence of Quaker powder. Several good citizens of England and Holland and Germany were transformed into religious fanatics. Nobody could stop it. Becoming a Quaker went viral. It spread across the countryside. It spread from city to city. The pathogen was no respecter of persons. It made no distinction between women and men. Young and old were infected just the same. You remember William Penn? Young William was the son of privilege. His dad was an admiral in the Royal Navy. William was sent away to school in France. But one day he entered his family's dining room wearing plain dress and everyone knew he had been infected. It was ye old boogie woogie. <laughs> and it had to come out. Friends, we are called to be the boogie fever of this generation. <laughs> you and I stand in the tradition of Jonah. God said to Jonah, you are my disease vector. <laughs> I'm sending you to Nineveh. You will spread boogie fever to the Ninevites. Those people will be dancing in the streets. When Jesus walked the streets of Jerusalem, he must have looked like Pigpen from the Charlie Brown comics. <laughs> he must have been surrounded by a swirling crowd of, cloud of divine pathogens. People were infected day and night. One day, a bunch of Pharisees walked up to Jesus and said, your disciples are making too much noise. Put them in timeout until they learn to behave like grown-ups." Jesus replied, I'm so infectious. If my disciples stopped making noise, then the paving stones beneath my feet would cry out. The stones would get boogie fever. Some biblical scholars believe this was the moment in which Jesus invented rock music. It's, it is the boogie fever of Jesus. All the disciples were infected. Martha and Mary were infected. Simon Peter was so infected that Jesus declared, we are no longer going to call you Simon Barjona. From now on, your name is Patient Zero. On this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. It all happens in one sentence. Jesus establishes the church and says, the gates of hell will not stand against it. Do you know who has gates? The defending army has gates. A gate is for defense. A gate is how you keep marauders out of your castle. You build a gate. 
If you're ambitious, you can add a drawbridge. You can add a few defensive towers for cover fire. A gate is for defense. When Jesus establishes the church, he says, the gates of hell won't stand against it. That means hell is on the defense. We are the gate crashers. If we're the church, then we're the rising tide of marauding pathogens and we can't be stopped. We're coming for you, gates of hell. We're cutting through you like a hot knife through butter. The boogie fever of Jesus is coming for you. Moats. That's right. Moats of boiling lava can't stop the pathogens of divine transformation. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a surgical mask and noise-canceling headphones. God has unleashed the apocalyptic virus of infectious change, and so things will change. Not even hell can defend itself against boogie fever. And we are the disease vectors of this change. We are the ones who carry the pathogen of transformation. We need to get out there and be infectious. When we show up, everyone's feet should start tapping. Everyone's hips should start swaying. Boogie fever will not be denied. Somewhere along the line, we got it into our heads to play defense. Even though Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world, we decided it was our job to defend the territory of Jesus. And so we built walls. We built gates. We started to worry about who might sneak through our defenses. It's not our job to play defense. We are the vectors of disease. We get to spread infection. We are the yeast that, that leavens an entire batch of dough. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a little bit of yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked through all the dough. It's not our job to build a wall. It's our job to get out there and be irresistible. It's our job to be infectious. For too long, Christendom has been in the business of building walls. We established walls between Protestants and Catholics. Then all the Protestants started building walls of separation between themselves. In the name of God, we built walls between men and women. We built walls between clergy and laity. You can see the remnant of this architectural feature in our own meeting house. We have built so many walls. These days, walls have gained a momentum all their own. Walls are increasingly popular in our society. Liberals wall themselves off from conservatives. White people wall themselves off from people of color. We look for a reason to stop listening and then we cut each other off. We use our privilege to build walls. We use our outrage to build walls. We build walls in the name of ideology. Walls are more popular than ever. Can we see all this, build, all this business of building walls has nothing to do with us? In fact, we are meant to be the antidote. We are the infectious music that travels unimpeded over landmines. We're an airborne pathogen that travels between the iron bars of every locked gate. 
We're viral ninjas that creep through every defense with our infectious beats and our fancy footwork. We are the catchy tune that everyone can hum together. We are the wall breakers and the gate crashers. It only works if we are infectious. It only works if we are so full of divine pathogens that we become highly contagious. It only works if we have enough joy and peace and love to overflow to those around us. Good news, friends. There are infectious spores in you. <laughs> they are waiting to bloom and change the world. What is inside you that needs to come out? When God's viral boogie fever sweeps over every barricade and gate, what are the notes that you will carry? What is the infectious passion waiting to be unleashed through you?